everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And today we are joined by Ralph Grizzle, who will be giving us some tips and tricks about cruising, river cruising and ocean cruising. This is a combined podcast today. And I do want to mention that if it does sound a little bit different, it's because I am on a ship right now. I am in Germany on Amaviola, and I wrote an article this week about how you can follow me on Instagram and follow my journey because that is going to be the best place to follow in real time and kind of see what a day in the life on Ama Waterways looks like and what the excursions look like and everything. Because this is a joint episode again, I am going to skip over the cruise news, but as always, you can keep up to date on the newest cruise news on our blog on River Cruise Advisor and Avid Cruiser. Both of those are linked in the description. Without further ado, let's get into our podcast with Ralph. This is the first installment in these series of cruise tips, so look out for more of these in the future. Today we are joined with Ralph Grizzle, who, Ralph, Dad, you've become kind of a consultant for the show because, you know, I'm following in your footsteps, but you're someone who's done a lot of travel and so much so that you can, we can hardly put a number to how many cruises you've done so far. And that's just cruising. You've done a lot more travel um, in your past. So what have you learned in your years of travel that's going to help our readers in selecting a cruise and making their their trips easy and and making their trips work for them. Yeah, I've certainly learned a lot in the past three decades of covering just cruising. That's pretty much what I've been committed to since around 1990. But before that, and I think this was useful information too, that you know, I, my first sort of exposure to travel was I decided to leave the small town where I grew up in North Carolina and to pedal across the United States. And that ended up really taking me around the world. So I became sort of a world traveler. My whole outlook changed. I was raised in a small Southern town. My outlook, you know, my, my, uh, you know, my attitudes toward religion, toward other cultures, you know, just really opened me up and made me realize that a world's, the world's not such a fearful place after all. That might be a number one tip for ocean cruising and river cruising as well. You know, just realize that for those people who haven't been to Europe or haven't been abroad, just realize that the world's not such a scary place. And it's uh, it's great to get out there and experience it and just see how much in common and how much also you have not in common with people in other parts of the world. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit in our teaming river cruise podcast as well Is that like a lot of people when they're deciding to go on cruises or any sort of vacation really and we talked about this last week in our Mekong River podcast with Paulette Hannah as well is that you know when I went to Vietnam I remember the first thing my grandmother saying to me was not your mother my other grandmother (laughs) saying to me was well make sure you get this special purse that the straps can't be cut and all of all of these things and all of these precautionary measures and Once I got there, I never felt 
at risk at all that anything bad would happen. And so, and, and like we were saying, the teeming river cruise podcast is that a lot of the cities that you're visiting on river cruises are safer than maybe the town that you live in. So I think that that's a really good point to bring up is that, you know, yeah, the world is in such a scary place and, and you don't have to be fearful to travel. Yeah. And, you know, I was an idealist also when I was younger and I wanted to do something to change the world. You know, I mean, I didn't, of course, I didn't think I could do it on my own, but I wanted to participate in worthwhile causes. So I considered the Peace Corps. I considered, you know, volunteering in places and I considered all these things. And I thought, you know what? I think I think journalism might be the right path for me. And if I can get into travel journalism, you know, maybe I can just change some perspectives and just help people get over their fear of traveling. And I think that fear of traveling came from when the small town where I grew up, it was sort of the same thing that your grandmother uh, said to you, you know, just people being really sort of um, not having the understanding of, of what it was like, you know, the, the the world is not really what we read on the front pages of papers or see on the nightly news. You know, it's just, I think most of the people in the world are good and they want the best for you. And, um, you know, and you experience that when you're out traveling, you experience, you experience the, uh, the joy of, of, you know, the, the people on this planet. So does that, does that mean in summary that your first tip is do it? Oh, yeah. You know, definitely, um, you know, just don't put it off. You know, um, you hear so many stories of people who say, well, you know, once the kids are raised and once, you know, once the mortgage is paid and once I'm retired, then I'm going to travel. And and story after story, you hear that person reaches 65 and they die a month later or six months later. So I understand it's hard to travel with families. And both, uh, you know, it's easier, I think, on both both ocean and river cruise because, you know, they're set up to accommodate that you're in one place that 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 ship or boat is moving. And, you know, you can all come together for dinner. It's a great experience for families. But for, for other people who are, you know, young professionals and and just don't wait into your retirement, you know, to do it. And of course, you want to continue into your retirement, but don't keep putting it off. Just just do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And especially I think with children, try to do it if you can, because I know that something that really helps shape young people's minds is travel. And we talked about that with Christine Karst as well on a previous podcast, um, because she gave me the opportunity to go to Vietnam at a very young age, um, at 14. So, you know, I think that those travel experiences, regardless of how old you are, are great learning experiences. But as you said, don't put it off because the quicker you can get out and see things, the more you're going to want to and the more time you're going to be able to spend kind of exploring and the more places you'll see and, and the more understanding you'll get. Right. So. And what else? What other tips do you have for us? I mean, that was kind of a more general one, but I know that you have a few about, you know, packing and researching cruise lines and things like that. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, the, one of the big ones that sticks out to me is just don't go straight to your cruise port. You know, a lot of people do that. I've, I have been on ships where we have left people because they didn't arrive. 
because the flights in New York were delayed because of thunderstorms, which happens a lot during the summer. So, you know, people will say, OK, I'm going on a cruise on Sunday, uh, whatever day, and we're going to fly in on, on, on Sunday morning and we've got time to make the ship and then we'll get on the ship and we'll rest and we'll sail away. A lot of times that doesn't happen because, you know, two things can happen. First of all, your flights are delayed or even canceled or, you know, you get there the next day, the ship is gone or your luggage doesn't make it. And try doing a seven or 14 day cruise without luggage. I've had to do it for a few days at a time because it did catch up to me. Uh, thankfully, I did. Cruise. As have I. Yeah, I cruised with one. And that's right. We all did. I cruised with, with one girl in South America. Uh, she was part of a journalist group. She cruised from Buenos Aires to Santiago, 14 days, and her luggage never caught up with her. And uh, <laughs> she was not comfortable after the first few days of the cruise, I can tell you that. Sure, sure. And lucky enough, when, luckily enough, when we were without our luggage, H&M was having a, a one euro sale. So, you know, we were able to get clothes. But yeah, oftentimes it's, it is easy to... Uh, get for your luggage to be left behind when you have a tight connection like that. Yeah, so that's an important point is don't go straight to your cruise port. And there's another part of this too. And that is if you go early, and I'm talking, if you can go really early, go a week early and don't, you know, don't go straight there. Go to another place in Europe. And a good example is I'm going on a, a Penant cruise, Penant and back roads out of Venice in May, in late May. But we're going to Copenhagen for a week instead, uh, I mean, before the cruise. And the reasons for that I've written about it is that the business class airfare was cheaper. I put together this puzzle that had some really nice flights for us and all this. But we just wanted to be we wanted to make sure that when we got on the cruise that we weren't, you know, we weren't jet lagged. So we'd rather be jet lagged a, a day or two in, in Scandinavia than, than on our cruise when we're you know, supposed to be bicycling with bike roads and that sort of thing. But it's a great opportunity. If you're going to be traveling overseas um, you know, and you've got the time, you know, go somewhere different and then go to your cruise port and get on the ship. Yeah. And and the cruise lines do make it really easy sometimes, especially when you're looking at river cruises, because they do well. And and of course, some ocean cruises do it as well. But most river cruise companies have pre and post cruise pre and post or pre or post cruise extensions. So Avalon has a new program, which is called Your Way, where they have three different options for you to do a pre-cruise or post-cruise tour. And the nice thing about doing those is that you're still with your group so that, you know, when you get on the ship, you're with the people who are going to, you're going to assist you onto the ship. They're going to make sure that you're in the right place at the right time that you're not going to get left behind. And so having something organized like that is always a great option. Now, that's not saying don't do it on your own as well, because if there's somewhere that you really want to go, if there's a hotel where you have points or something like that, max use that to your advantage. Um, but just know that if you are interested in going a few days early so that you can avoid jet lag and things like you're saying, um, most river cruise lines do offer those extensions. 
Exactly. And to go back to your point uh, about losing your luggage, this raises another tip. And that is to, um, which we did actually, it, it's to use a credit card that is going to give you some degree of travel protection. I we, we, Lately, we're doing a whole lot of articles and posts on the site about travel insurance. And we've got a great guest post coming up from a lady who uses a, a, a broker, an insurance broker. And she's just a regular traveler. She's not uh, not a journalist or anything like that. And she's written a good article that will be on the site. But I, I'm not, uh, I don't purchase insurance all that often. What I do is I charge it on a credit card that's going to that's going to give me sort of the equivalent of insurance. And I, I mean, it is insurance. It's travel protection. It protects you for baggage delays, trip delays, trip cancellations, uh, repatriation, evacuation, all of this stuff. There are a slew of travel cards out there to choose from, or credit cards. And the one that I like quite a lot is the Chase Sapphire Reserve Card. It does cost $450 a year, but you get a $300 travel credit. So, so whatever you, the first, if you, if your first charge on that card is a flight, for example, for $500, you automatically get a $300 credit back. So then you're down to $150 for that card, the, uh, the sort of the net cost. And for that, you also get a priority pass. So that you are, you get free entrance into lounge airports, not the airline branded airports, but it's a, it's it's a lounges that Priority Pass has agreements with. So that's well worth it. You also get a, a whole lot of other things. But what I like the best is that you get uh, travel protection. You get. I've talked to people who have canceled their flights uh, or had to cancel their trips, and cruise lines wouldn't reimburse them, and this Chase Sapphire Reserve. Uh, uh, travel protection program did reimburse them. And we're talking some high numbers. We're talking like $30,000, $40,000 for a cruise. So that'd be, yeah. So look for that. And also look for cards that don't charge a currency conversion fee because they can hit you up. Like every time you go charge something, the bank makes a little profit on it. They make profit anyway, believe me. But they even charge a fee on top of the fees they charge. So look for one with no currency conversion fees and with some degree of you know travel insurance as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think that insurance is a good thing to look at as well. Um, we can link those insurance stories in the in the description, because sometimes insurance is a good option. And like some of the interviews that I did, um, the women that I spoke with oftentimes said that there are times that they'll reimburse you for things that that credit cards won't. So it's kind of about looking at the benefits and and picking and choosing what you need. Um, but I know that uh, there are a lot of benefits to having uh, some sort of travel protection through a credit card. And we are working really hard to get a podcast done about that as well. Um, just that topic, because there's so much that you can talk about. But, you know, speaking of picking and choosing and really kind of finding something that works for you. I think another one of your tips was that choose the right company and choose, if you're river cruising, choose the right river. If you're ocean cruising, choose the right destination. Um, because there's a lot more that goes into it than just, oh, well, I want to go to Alaska or, oh, I want to go to France. You know, there's, there's the cruise company and there are also other factors like on the river mobility issues. So what kind of um, help can 
can you offer travelers or can we offer travelers through our site to help make sure that they're making the right decisions? Yeah, well, each, each site has resources that can help, you know, the traveler. And uh, on River Cruise Advisor, it's, uh, it's, it's mainly our comparisons and also the get my recommendations where we can get, you know, personal help to people. Um, we get about 2,500 of those every year, get my recommendations. It sounds like it's a really big job to answer all those emails, but it's not really. I mean, we... Uh, uh, we have a vast amount of knowledge and it makes it easier to answer. And we also qualify the person, like how much do you want to spend? And so we can sort of figure out which ship might best fit them on, on, you know, given the answers that they uh, give to, to the questions that we ask. But, you know, it's, um, you, you, yeah, there are a lot of questions asked. Do you want all included on both ocean and river? You know, do you want all the alcohol included? Do you not? Do you want the gratuities included or no? You want the store excursions, and now I see that Regents, uh, well, you know, Regents offering laundry, and you know, Regents the most inclusive on the ocean cruise side, and on the river cruise side, you've got uh, a number of contenders. You've got Scenic, Crystal, Uniworld, and Talc that are, you know, the most inclusive on that side. With Alma Waterways <laughs> coming pretty close up nowadays to to be in uh, all inclusive. Yeah, and I I do think that you raise a good point as well that like you know what do you need what do you want included and we have we have firsthand knowledge because we've done between the two of us every cruise that we write about for the most part at least every line so we you know and we're we're pretty good at looking at things objectively as well like maybe this didn't work for us but for someone who does want these things included or not included that that would be a contender for you and so the fact that we have actual experience on these ships have sailed them and are able to give recommendations that way instead of just looking at a sheet and saying okay well this lines up here which is what you would be doing with our comparisons which is a great start but to be able to come to us or to be able to go to a travel agent and say, okay, well, I looked at this website and I found these comparisons and these are the two cruise lines that I'm looking at. And, and what do you think? And you can either do it that way or you can just fill out a recommendations form and, and start completely from scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, another, um, another tip that I wrote about in the last piece was about packing Um and interesting that I got a few comments on this packing article because where I talk about packing, I had a link to an article I wrote, what I pack, you know, when I river cruise, or ocean cruise, what about you? And I had a few women content, uh, comment and they said, well, this is, this is from a man's perspective. So it is true. Uh, I could, I could only do it from my perspective and, uh, you know, they've asked that, uh, that yeah, you write an article from a woman's perspective. But, you know, what, what to pack is sort of an interesting, you know, interesting road to go down to, uh, especially packing light. You know, I think, uh, when, you know, when you, if you're traveling to Europe and you don't have your transfers included, you've got to deal with that luggage. And, I mean, even just getting to the airport and getting through security and checking your bags in and hoping they're going to make it to the destination and la da 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 
And then you've got to, you know, pull it around Europe and cobblestone streets and, you know, escalators are even worse. No escalators. I've had, especially in France, you're taking your bags up and down those steps a lot to get from one track to another. So packing light, that's become my mantra. It's just, I've seen people just, you know, go with just a a carry-on bag. And I, you know, that's my aspiration. I can't quite do that yet. I do check in one bag. But I would love to be able to travel with just a carry-on bag. Yeah, and I think that there are definitely a few ways. And as you did say, I will be writing an article about what to pack as well um, for women. But, you know, I I tend to pack fairly light, but I, I always feel as if I could pack lighter. And I know when I was just on Celebrity Summit this past weekend that I had the smallest bag of anyone that I saw. I did. I had a little rolling carry-on. Uh, for four days. And I packed four shirts and two pairs of pants. And then I put all of my toiletries in a backpack and all of my equipment. And I think that um, one thing that we've really been trying to work on between the two of us um, is to just use our phones a lot for pictures instead of taking cameras. And of course, we have to worry about that a little bit more than you may. Um, because we are working and we have to get nice pictures of the ships and what we're doing and things like that. But just as far as, you know, wanting to be able to document your travels, your phone can pretty much do anything that a camera could, um, especially if you're just using it for your own amusement. So that's one thing that I've found that was really easy to cut out that I thought that I was going to miss, but I really don't, is just not taking a camera and just using the phone. Um, And then There are some other things like I went through my makeup bag and just pulled out the things that I was going to use every day and put them into a smaller bag that I could fit really easily and um, using ebooks because I like to read a lot using ebooks instead of um, physical copies of books. And then one thing that I was saying to you, dad, when we were talking about my article is like one thing that I really like to do, which is maybe not feasible for everyone is to wear my nice shoes, like my high heels to the airport because they take up less room. And even when it's hot outside to wear my big jacket on the plane, just because when you're on the plane, it's going to be cold anyway, and you're going to be sitting down, uh, you know, I don't spend that much time walking through the airport. So throwing on a pair of heels isn't that big of a deal. So kind of just being really um, thoughtful and really trying to think through, well, this is what I'm taking. And this is what is going to take up the most room. So I should try to to leave it out by either wearing it or, or leaving it at home. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, also I think, yeah, I think it'd be a good idea for us to do an article on uh, iPhone photography too. I mean, that's uh, you can, you can get some wonderful photographs with that. I remember once I went to a cruise ship inaugural in Southampton and I had flown over on one of the major U.S. carriers and my baggage limits, you know, pretty much no limitations. I could carry two bags at 50 pounds a piece or whatever. So I went to this cruise ship in Argonne. I was flying back to Sweden. I was flying on uh, one of these low cost carriers. Um, and I remember that Cunard had given us for this inauguration, they had given us this big, beautiful book. And also I just happened to be carrying back pancake batter or flour to Sweden because they didn't have it there and they wanted to try this pancakes. They do have pancake batter, but not like, not like the American pancake batter. So I get up to the desk and the lady, uh, this is in London and the lady weighs my luggage and she says, Oh dear, 
She says, you're just a tad overweight. And so she said, can you remove some things? And so I look into the bag and I thought, well, this book could go. This commemorative book, I hate to give it up, but I handed it over to the lady and I said, would you like this? And she says, oh, sir, are you certain? She said, well, me mom would love it. <laughs> so I gave her the book and I put the thing, I put the uh, luggage back on the uh, scale and it's still just a little bit over. And so I, I look up at her and she looks at me and she's kind of eyeing the pancake batter or flour. And so I said, what's your mom having for dinner tonight? <laughs> and I said, it's, I bet it's going to be pancakes. So I gave her that and she shuts the case and then I'm good and I'm off to go. But yeah, just <laughs> being overweight, you know, with the luggage, that's always a concern too, uh, especially if you're traveling intra Europe, you know, after, before, after your cruise as well. Yeah. My other suggestion for women would be don't take a purse, which may not be practical advice. But for me, I know that I can fit everything that I would put into a purse when I was traveling into a backpack. And if you feel compromised by putting it in a backpack, you can always flip your backpack around and wear it toward the front. Um, but it's just small things like that that you you kind of learn as you go, for sure, um, about packing. And then my last word of advice with packing, at least, is, and this seems kind of self-explanatory, especially after talking about losing luggage, but make sure that you put at least one pair of clothes in, in your carry-on, yes. which I think that most people know by now. But if you've never traveled, it might not be something, and you've never lost your luggage, it may not be something that crossed your mind. But once it happens to you, you will wish that you did. Yeah, I do pack one suitcase as if the airlines was going to lose my other one. And also, when you're traveling as a couple, too, um, this is a little, a little hard to remember when you're in like a hurry to get you know to the airport and all this stuff the night before you're packing but like split up like put some of your clothes in their pack you know their suitcase and their clothes in your suitcase and that way if only one suitcase makes it you know at least you both have clothes Mhm, mm -hmm. that's a great tip um, anything else that you want to add? I think that that was kind of a good intro. As I said, this is going to be a series of articles, so we can always revisit these in the future. Yeah, no, no, but it's interesting, you know, when I started writing these and I'm starting on the, I've been working on the second post and I realized, so I had eight tips in each post and I've realized that I'm going to have more than three. At first I thought I would have just, you know, maybe 16 tips and two articles and then, you know, maybe 24 tips in three parts. But it looks like looks like I'm going to have more because things just keep coming up, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, like just, uh, you know, the advantages of cruising with a group. You know, you get you get if you travel with enough people, you can get uh, you basically can get one cabin or one berth for free. What about laundry? You know, what do you do with laundry? How much cash do you carry? You know, you know, how do you avoid single supplements? You know, all of these things that are, uh, it, it's more complex than it seems on the surface to book any type of cruise. Yeah, and there's a lot that goes into planning a cruise that you may not even realize. Like, yesterday we were talking, and even as someone who has taken so many cruises, you asked me, how are you getting from the airport to the ship? And for a second, I was just like, oh, oh, 
how am I doing that? And then finally, I looked back over everything and found my time that I was supposed to get on this bus and whatever. But it is totally just like those things that as someone who hasn't traveled before, you may not think about or because you haven't traveled before, you may be hyper aware of. So there's kind of those two extremes. And I think it depends more so on what type of person you are than whether or not you've traveled. Um, but there, there are a lot more things to think about than you may know. For instance, tipping. And we have an entire article on tipping and some cruise lines, um, tips and gratuities are included for everyone. But you know, when I leave from the airport to the ship, how much should I tip the driver that's taking me? Mm-hmm. So there are definitely things that um, that you really do have to consider that you may not think about. Right. And yep. and you'll see those through this series of articles and also through some other um, posts that we're going to be making on the site in a couple weeks as well, such as one about solo travelers or um, parties of three. So. Mm-hmm. But as always, if you guys have any suggestions or if you're, there are any questions that you have, anything that you're curious about, please feel free to contact us. My email is always in the description of every episode. And you can also contact us using the Contact Us tab on our website. And we are more than happy to help you um, answer any questions that you may have or take any suggestions when it comes to articles because we would like to be able to help you all with what you want to know about. That's why we're here. Right. All right, Dad. Thanks for joining me today. Okay. Well, thank you, Brittany. And we'll see you back for some more cruise tips. And I don't know if you'll be back uh, by the time this runs from Europe, but have a great trip uh, on the Ama Viola on the Danube. So um, I will not be back. This will be going out while I am on Ama Viola. But make sure to tune in next week because we will have some live recordings from Ama Viola. Um, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll look for you on Instagram. Too. Absolutely. And that's the at Avid Cruiser Instagram. Yes, at Avid Cruiser. And I will link that in the description as well. And I'll talk to you later, Dad. Okay. Sounds good. Written. Maybe. Just kidding. Thank you so much for joining me today on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope that you all have a great week and I will see you next time. Bye.